Okay, welcome to the sixth episode <laughs> of... <laughs> Oh my god. No problem, no problem. Okay, okay. Okay, redo it. No, no, no. From the, from the dunya to the akhira. And today we have our beautiful cousin, Gundo. Hello, y'all. Because we saw this very interesting video on TikTok of a girl asking people, Do you prefer your future wife to wear the hijab? Um, I think it's completely up to her if she wants to wear it. Why? Um, I just, I just don't think that I should be telling my future wife if she should be wearing a hijab or not. I think it's between her and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, uh, she wants to wear it, amazing. And if she doesn't want to wear it, then amazing. Do you prefer your future wife to wear the hijab? Not necessarily. Why? Modest, obviously, is the number one. But hijab is a bonus. Less dudes looking at her. Yeah. Would you prefer your future wife to wear the hijab? Of course. Yes? Yes. Why? Uh, because religiously you're supposed to wear the hijab, uh, well, the women are ordered to wear the hijab and it's a good thing. Yeah. So I would always promote like the proper, like religious stuff. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Super cute. Thank you so much. And the comments were saying like red flag galore. Mm. Yeah. Scholar emoji. Marry one that wants it herself. Don't make her do yeah. it. It's not really it a red flag. I don't know. Person. Oh, yeah, we can talk about both. Like, we'll talk about both because they go, yeah. both go hand in hand. It's like yeah, yeah. marriage expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And that has obviously one. First two guys are lost. No women will go for a man with no principles. Mm-hmm. Have some haya. Do you prefer for your husband to pay his five, pray his five prayers? Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Much this, well, That's literally the. Yes. Like, it's not the same, but like, it is like same they're one. both like, wearing the job and putting it in British. No, they're not the same, but they're, like, the same. they're both bound. So, like, yes, exactly. They're both what? Obligatory. Oh, obligatory. Obli- yeah. You can't even compare the two. Because yeah. not wearing it might not bring you to damnation, like not doing your prayer, you know? Like, the severity levels are not comparable. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. what I said. But I feel like there's also like a range in both, in a way. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely sure, like a range. Sure. Like, either reverse or even like. Born Muslims, like mm. some parents, like have failed to like, like give them like good education mm-hmm. in terms of like how to pray mm-hmm. or what's in food or like different things. Like some parents don't. Like I had to learn that all myself. Like mm-hmm. no one taught me how to pray, nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's definitely like a range in terms of like learning to do these like fad things. Mm-hmm. Like, these practices are fad, but like ultimately, you know. That's what we expect in a relationship, in like a marriage, a halal marriage, you know? I don't know. And it's, it, I take that like example, kind of like, you know, people like, like during Ramadan, you fast and stuff, right? Mm. People have a discipline to not eat for 16 hours. Exactly. But you can have a discipline to just spend five, Allah. like five minutes out of your day to do something that's right? obligatory. Yeah. Muslims be fasting all the time, but they don't pray. They don't so pray. Many people do that. It's I, like, I'm confused. I'm no. like, where's your intention? Are you just trying to starve? Like, what is yeah. this? Like a new weight loss program? Right? Use that same yeah, yeah. Obligate, like, yeah. obligation and prayer in the same way you have it when fasting during mm-hmm. Ramadan or during your Thursdays like, is, and Mondays. Are you saying starving is easier than praying? Like, no, that's what it sounds so, like, right? That's what it sounds like. Oh, scary. Yeah. We live in scary times, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so serious. Like, that's a non negotiable. Speaking of, you know, so crazy. Mm. Speaking of, I wrote, like, this is so coincidental. Mm. But like three, four days ago, yeah. I wrote a list and I wrote ideal man criteria. Mm. And the first thing was on Dean. That's mm. it. And I don't have to specify 
what it is because you already know. Because like, you know what Angine is. Mm. You know? Just the way they talk and live and everything. The way you can just see it. Yeah. You can see it. The way you, you walk, you move, the way you, like, they carry themselves, the way they look at the things. Even like the space they get towards, like everything. You mm. can, like be socially aware of everything. Facts. And you see Even it. their ambitions, you could hear it. I have a question for all of y'all though. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the worst advice when it comes to like relationship stuff that you've been told by a woman? Because I hear shit like, oh, men like to have fun and chase and thrill. You know, don't let them know that you want. Like, what? That's the dumbest thing. If you tell the guy that you like him, even if he doesn't like you, now he's paying attention to you. Oh, she likes me. Oh, why does she like me? Maybe I like her too. Let me see this. Let me see that. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't tell him nothing, he won't even look at you because he'll be like, oh, she's out of my league. Or why would she like me? She's not even around me. She don't tell me nothing. She don't even say hi. So I think that's really dumb advice, but I don't know. What do you guys think? What's I'm the worst thinking, advice? I'm thinking, because I don't really get stupid advice. I was thinking, like, the whole, like, everything's a red flag thing. It's not really an advice, but every time, like, mm. I try to ask my friend, like, what do you think? What do you think? It's always, like, red flag, red flag, red flag. And then, dicks. yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, like, there's no one that's good then. Like, mm. you know, like, I feel like, yeah. Who's your happens sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Like, know. you could have, like, you met a good guy and then everyone was like red flag about mm. little things but like and then you just... realize like maybe it's because they only came from my perspective and they didn't see the other side Fuck. so coming from me it might have sounded like a red flag but it actually exactly. wasn't I feel like and then it kind of like messed up the whole thing and yeah. i saw the person as like bad but they were actually good yeah it's funny because you only saw one half of the picture you didn't see the whole painting you know mm. which is well like you have to like pick and choose the way you ask like your your homegirls like yeah like yeah. what advice that you want to get Especially to, to the right person, you know. Yeah. Some people they know more. Like if like a person's like is better at like getting like understanding men in terms mm. of like flirtation, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can ask that one friend like, oh, he did this. Is it does it mean like he's flirting or not? Yeah. And you'll know. Uh -huh. You know, so it depends who and how. Yeah, facts. Yeah, I think so. But I've never gotten like a advice. Mm. So I'm not really interested. I, like, oh, yeah? I, I was overhearing like women talking, basically, right? Older women, and they were saying, you should never let your husband think that you're smarter than him. When it comes to like, oh, intimacy, or even in general, always act like a child in a way so that he thinks like he's teaching you stuff and that That's you don't seem like you know too much. That's very weird. Because then they said basically like, if you know too much, you're going to start questioning them. So like, oh, where she learned this? It's like a masculine thing. Mm. You know? There you Which go. Is so kind of weird, why y'all what do y'all think about that? Do you think that you should or do you think it's only a certain I feel circumstances? Like a man should find smart women attractive. Absolutely. Like, yeah, but you don't want somebody that's smarter than you because then it also makes you scared. Because she can just leave you with, No, it is a masculinity thing, but what it's do you guys serious. think? Do you think it's valid? Would you like be able to not outsmart your husband in certain things, let him win certain things so that you don't get problems because oh you're now undermining his masculinity in a way? To like boost his ego a little bit, hype him up. You know, like when a girl cheers for her man, even though she knows he's trash at the yeah. game, but he's trying to lose. Yeah. But the support type of thing. I feel like it depends. I feel like if she values him, then it will automatically happen. Like she wouldn't have to put in the effort to dumb herself down or something, you know? Like once you value someone, you see them as like amazing person. Like you don't think, ugh, my husband's dumb. I'm just gonna like, you know? Yeah. Like you're able to put your trust in him and stuff like that. Like let's say like with the whole um directions thing like mm. maybe the girl the woman is smarter and stuff but i feel like there's things that like people some people are better at than others right naturally. so like when he if he excels at like let's say fixing cars then obviously mm. she doesn't know anything about it then let him win 
Babe, like most times he's like, she feels that way, yeah. and she doesn't want to like step on his toes in terms of that like uh-huh. category. Then, the, then it's more of a, am I really like compatible with this person? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I think it is it goes a lack of compatibility. That would make it sense. Can go into if you're really compatible, you wouldn't have to worry about stuff like at that. all. It should be natural, you know. Like some people have strengths and weaknesses, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he knows that, yeah. or if the girl knows that, then. She knows when to be like, okay, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Let me just sit this one out. You know what? I think the problem arises when the girl tries to be controlling. I feel like it's not even about being smart. It's about her wanting to have control over and all having the win, like win the yeah. argument mm-hmm. for validation. So that would be yeah. In that way, like mm-hmm. the girl would have to take a step down just because like you can't have control over everything. Yeah. Like you have to let your partner have like, and that's vice versa too. Like whether a man. Like, if it's a man who's also like that, mm. he also needs to, like, take a step down. Like, you can't always control every situation. Don't let your ego win all the time. You know, it's okay yeah. to step down, you know? What are your mehed requirements? Ooh, that's Hajj and a house. Oh, cute! What are your mehed requirements? If I could shoot for the stars, I'd say, like, 30K. <laughs> Max, what are your mehed requirements? Um, this ain't cheap, but I'm going to be nice. 20K minimum. What are your mehed requirements? gonna have to be 50k um a little bit of gold actually a lot and then it's gonna have to be a g-wagon and a house in the blood so since you guys are women right what's your idea of submission what's the do's what's the don'ts what becomes too much what becomes like there's no submission at all how do you see submission and what would you be capable of doing in terms of being submitted to your partner. People say to be careful with the word submission. Mm. I feel like some people don't really understand. I think some people, they think of it too much as in like, like a prisoner, authority, like Mm. a guard. Yeah. Like for us, it's more like devotion. Yeah. And when they hear things like that, they think, oh, it's more kind. Because the way that words are used Mm. in our society, in our time, they find ways to vilify certain words that never had that type of, you know, poison inside of them. Like, authority is not a bad thing. But to them, if somebody has authority over me, then I'm asleep. Like, no, nah, your yeah. parents have authority over you. The state has yeah. authority over you. When I think of that... God has authority over you. Like, I'm thinking of, like, uh, Ibrahim, alayhi salam, yeah. and also the Prophet Muhammad, alayhi salam. Because, like, all of them kind of have, like, wives that were, like, submissive, but in, like, mm. the best way, obviously. like mm. Supportive think, submission. Yeah, I feel like it's that. It's really, like, supportive. Mm. Yeah. Like, when the man was down, she was there to pick him up again. Mm-hmm. You know, and not just let him drown in his sorrows type of thing. But what's submission to you? Like, for example, some of us would say, my submission is to just be present and supportive, but I can never let him tell me, don't wear this type of thing, you know? For her, it's like, oh, that's too much. That's like controlling. Nah, you need to step up in so, certain ways. What do you think is like your criteria? Not even criteria, but like what's your idea of submission to you? What's like your do's? What's your don'ts? What's your extreme? And what's like the middle ground that you think is correct? I'll start off with do's. Mm. Personally, like I think that women have learned the word controlling and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Especially in this generation. Fox. Like, bro. Just because your man's like concerned about what you're wearing. So in general, as Muslims, like come on, like yeah. haya, like you know, let's let's wow. have like modesty. But like to a certain extent as well, like if the their wife or their potential partner is like going through like a journey or whatever, yeah. regardless, like the way you should address like clothing and stuff should be like 
you should have some sort of authority over it. Because if you're too lenient, then mm-hmm. where is your masculine leadership? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be present. Because the day, like you have, like we have, like feminine natures and masculine yeah. natures, and you have yeah. to act upon your masculine nature. Mm-hmm. And don't think that a man's input and aspects like your like your outfit or yeah. anything has to be with anything that's like authoritative or like yeah. too controlling. Yeah. So to me, I think that I would like. A man to not shy away mm-hmm. from tapping into his like masculine leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wait, know? sorry, I wanted to interrupt because that links to like what we were just talking about the hijab, the video we just saw. Mm-hmm. Because literally in the comments, the people are like, "Oh, toxic! Why is he telling me what Red to wear?" I don't agree with that. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah keep going. Girls, like, how are you gonna get married if you don't want to let a man tell you? Like, I would right? let my wife tell me you're not going outside tonight, and I'd be like, "Why?" Yeah, like, just no, don't. And I'll be like, I trust you enough to marry you. So why wouldn't I trust your judgment? It could have been a dream that God gave a revelation and now she's saying, don't go. Après, what if she's just paranoid, though? Fam, then you should be reassuring her. That means there's a bigger issue at stake that you're not understanding. 100%. Maybe she just wants more of your time, but she doesn't know how to tell you. Or it's a cute way for her to tell you, like, yo, yeah. spend time with me. Like, you're always out, you know? Yeah. And sometimes women have this ability to know things to feel things that a man cannot never. you know like when your mom sense. said oh how are you today it's the sixth sense uh-huh exactly like your mom be like how are you today yeah. i felt like you weren't doing good and like, how you know that i thought i fell on my face or something but you can't see or you got bullied at school but your mom just had a feeling in her that like something's not right with exactly. my kid like, how the hell did she know that you know yeah so a man should never shy away from knowing that his wife has a sense that he doesn't have if she tells you something, pay attention. Don't just dismiss it because, oh, like, who is she to tell me? They both have the roles. A man has his time to be the leader and tell you, don't do this, do this, yeah. and your wife as well. Respect both and know your place. Yeah. Don't overstep on another man's toes because then you're going to get mad when the backlash come and hits you because the thunder, it's not going to just come with the with the rumble and all oh, nah. It's going to come with the lightning to his strike. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. I wanted to ask you a question. Ask you guys a question. Mm. Um, do you guys think you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better when you're struggling or when you're doing good or when it's neutral? Like when you're not either doing good or bad? I would say for me, the, the biggest things that helped me get to my deen and to my level was to go through that biggest adversity. Yeah. Because then it's like to overcome this, it's only with Allah's help that you will overcome it. Without it, you would just crush yourself. And there's no other way I would have surmounted it and become better. And also, I saw the blessing in that hardship. And that only made me think of Allah. Because I was like, damn, if this didn't happen, I wouldn't get to this level. I wouldn't have learned this. I wouldn't have thought more about that and become like this. So for me, it's like, even when I'm glad, the first thing I think of is, wow, God really blessed me with this. And I can do this now. When I'm going through something hard, it's temporary. I'm going to go back to Allah, you know, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. To him we belong and to him we will return. That's why there's a passage in the Quran, if it's not, it's what it says that basically all the believers who go through the hardship and say that Allah's mercy and help is, is near. The people that say to Allah when they're having struggles that we belong to him and we come back to him, that's a, a phrase that only the true believers say, you know, and there's blessings in that. So for me, I think that I'm not the most perfect, but in the highs and the lows, I stay consistent and I think of God, why it's happening. And I'm grateful regardless. I don't say, oh, why me? Why me? Mm-hmm. Whether it's good or bad, because there's wisdom that you don't understand. 
Yeah. Regardless, I'm grateful. And as long as I'm on Dean and Allah's there, even if I think it's the end of the world, I put my trust onto him and I know everything will be fine. I think for me, it is so weird because I mm. think like now than ever, I've been like the closest to my Dean, alhamdulillah. Mm. And I think it's because through like hardships, I would recognize Allah's ta'ala. Like, of course, I would recognize him. Mm. But like, I was like, okay, I recognize him and I see him. But I really wouldn't really act upon it until mm. like, like a neutral thing happened in my like I was just remain I was just remaining neutral mm-hmm. and then like it's so weird because I was seeing reminders like just like a random see like sometimes like social media is alright y'all don't hit on social media <laughs> I was on TikTok and obviously my algorithm was like sensing weirdly enough exactly what I was going through mm. in terms of my dean and I saw this one imam and you know some of the imams that just like like they, they speak to you not in like an aggressive like there's certain mm. imams that speak to you in different ways and you can relate to them and you can relate to them they're more gentle they're more gentle yeah. this one was way more gentle and realistic at the same time mm. he wasn't just recording shit but also he was also very gentle mm. and it explained exactly what I went through mm. and then I came to terms with everything because I was in the stance of neutrality yeah. I was like nothing bad's going on in my life right now mm. nothing awful is going on I'm not dying but yeah. my heart's still beating and I can breathe yeah. so why can't I apply everything God has blessed me with right now mm. so then I was like okay shoot and he was just like cutting everything down to me mm. and I was like wallah it was definitely a message from Allah mm. that really was it it perfect was it. Timing perfect stuff. timing yeah. and I tend to always be like oh why me? Why me? Mm. And it's not even me talking. It's just me talking based off of these Western, like, ideologies around me. Yeah. I'm not even speaking due to, like, my religion everything. I believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only mm. in his messenger. Mm. And that's it. But it's, like, these Western ideologies are getting to my head. Mm-hmm. And it, it's got me saying, why me? Why me? That's shaitan talking in my for ear real, right now. That's shaitan talking in my ear. So that's when I was like, okay, like, I'm in a random stance mm. where I'm doing all right. Mm. People are doing way more worse than me. And that's when I can absorb his word even more and it hits you even more. Because mm. then when you go and pray and do all of your acts of worship, mm. you know that like that's like a section that you dedicated to him. You think mm. about him almost five times a, five times a day yeah. and mm. even more. Yeah. And it just get, brings you peace. So that's when you're like, okay, nothing bad's going on in my life. Mm. I can actually sit there and actually think about all the good things that are going on in my life. Alhamdulillah. Mm. So it's it's really that. For me, it's just neutrality. Like, mm. of course, like in bad times, I think about him. Mm. But when nothing bad's happening, that's when I can really absorb all the blessings that I have mm. and what's up to come. So that when I start like going to fitna, I yeah. can actually look back and be like, oh, thank God I went to that section of neutrality. Mm. So that now I'm like, okay, mm. and I'm struggling. It's a clarity. It's, a mm. clarity. Yeah. it's literally clarity. Mm. So that's, that was me for, like, that's me. Mm. Yeah, for me, it's crazy because it's like, a bit of both of what you guys said. Mm-hmm. It's a mix of what you guys said. But yeah, for me, it's like when I'm down, I remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's during like moments of high stress. I feel like especially when school came in, mm-hmm. like that's really when I was like, oh, give me some good grades. <laughs> no, but yeah, like whenever I'm stressed about like, oh, how am I going to do and all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because mm-hmm. it's like fear of the future, like what can happen. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. So you kind of like, yeah, you have to depend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he could like I don't know help you and stuff like mm-hmm. security like you look for security within him cause like you don't know what's gonna happen but you know that he knows what's gonna happen yeah. so you kinda like yeah you kinda have to ask like that's what it helped me like get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. just from like 
instability, fear of future type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to like when I get blessings, I really remember Allah because <laughs> I'm like, wow, like I don't know. It's like the again, I don't know. I said this before mm-hmm. uh, in a previous episode, mm-hmm. but I was like, um, like you can see like. That th- like it's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects you from things like it's like almost like you could have done something bad or something bad could have happened but mm-hmm. then he made sure it doesn't yeah, happen exactly. so something happened the person wow. canceled wow. Yeah. and then it worked out for you yeah. it's like remember when you told me like oh you lost money and then when you found it on mm. the mountain like uh at our house like remember the soccer field you, uh. you said like you lost money and then you found it and then you're like oh my god I had a or something like that or like Allah I don't know if I don't remember exactly but it might have happened I lost yeah. money great times one time a funny story mm-hmm. uncle came and he gave me a hundred dollars it was when they changed the money to the new hundred dollar bill right mm-hmm. I put it in my pocket I was happy my mom was like go do laundry so I did it mm-hmm. she's like where's that money that he gave you I said huh oh let me find it I look in my pockets Yo, where the money at? I'm like, no, the money's gone. Damn. And I'm like, wait, what pants did I wear? It's the pants that I put in the machine. Damn. So I was like, oh, oh, I lost the money. What am I going to tell my mom? Hundred dollars. You know yeah. how much money that was when I was like 12? I was like, oh my God, inflation is crazy still. <laughs> so I rushed down to the machine. I open it. And to my surprise, the hundred dollar bills floating. On top of the water. No. Wallahi. Praise Lord for the Wallahi, Canadian money. It was floating and it was f- like it was bent in a way that it looked like a boat almost. What? Like the paper was folded like three pieces and it was like that. I mm. took it from the water. It was basically barely wet. Mm. And I'm like, how is it that that thing that was in my pocket? Mm. Fo- like I folded it in my pocket clothes. Mm. It was floating on top of all the clothes. I couldn't That's even crazy. see the clothes. I just saw a big pool of water and the $100 what? floating. And I said, Alhamdulillah. God didn't want me to get beat that day. <laughs> he did not. I took it. I gave it to my mom. She kept it. She didn't even know it was in the machine. No. And I kept that to myself. Because if I told her, she would have got so vexed. <laughs> Anyways, last thing I'm going to say, though, about yeah. hardship. Like, my last word before we end the podcast. Yeah. I remember there was this hadith that I heard that in uh, a podcast I heard. Basically, when the Prophet's companions would feel too much ease. And there wasn't enough stress. Like, they weren't being tested with sickness, Mm -hmm. hardship of something, war. Mm -hmm. They would start to cry out to God and say, Oh, Allah, please don't punish us. Because, like, you didn't give us any punishment. Like, you didn't give us any hardship or any trials. Because to them, it's like a punishment. Mm -hmm. Like, God is going to delay your punishment for the Yom Al Qiyamah, you know? Mm -hmm. So, for them, they would rejoice. They'd be happy when there's a hardship. Because it means God's testing Mm -hmm. you because he wants to elevate your ranking. Like, when they say, like, even the prick Mm -hmm. of a thorn expiates your sins so me if i'm sick why am i being sad i should be smiling god's giving you an opportunity to elevate your ranking so for me that's something that just keeps me so positive regardless if i had surgery even after two surgeries to me it made me smile doctors are like what's wrong with this you why is he not depressed i'm smiling i'm like wow this is an opportunity for me to elevate my ranking to get closer to god you know Mm -hmm. why am i going to be sad why am i sad that i'm losing money god's testing me so i can be even higher Take away everything. I don't care. I'm not fun to move. I'm a rock. I'm going to stay on Dean. And God's going to elevate you, elevate you, elevate you. So no matter what you're going through, just know that hardship and trials are not only a test, but they're a blessing for you to be elevated to a different level. Because you should remember one thing. Not everybody can wake up for Taraweeh and pray thousands of rakahs to remember the whole Quran, to teach someone how to read. 
Some people, their way to go to paradise is through generosity. Other people, it's through spending time with others. It's through their good character. So make sure that whatever good you do, keep doing it. Because God doesn't just love the biggest acts like giving a million dollars. No. He likes the one who will give $2 every Friday when he goes to the gym. Because that small act is continuous. So keep doing acts continuously. Be consistent. And don't worry too much about the other person. Everybody has their own level. Mm -hmm. Do what you can. And when hardship comes, rejoice. Because trust me, Allah is not blind. He knows what's going on and he's trying to bless you with a blessing. So try to see the positive in it and know that that's not there to put you down, but to elevate you. I was going to add one last oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Me too. Mm. But you Y'all both add something. The last thing is like intention. Is mm. Oh, my God. I was thinking that. Like mm. intention is just everything. Because at the end of the day, like mm. your, your position you are right now in your dean mm-hmm. is through every act through intention mm. you know like you didn't come to this point from your dean just instantly right mm-hmm. you did certain acts of service with the intention to get closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah. so see he sees that and any action any act of service that you do through prayer dua, charity any act mm-hmm. you have to have proper intention facts, facts. so even stuff that are fought then everything like once, like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees that, he understands that. So mm. once you put that into your brain, and you know that this, like, this life is a test, mm-hmm. but also that, nah, I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> like, no. But, yeah, and they like, this intention, what you're doing. Oh, yeah, he doesn't want to make shit harder for you. Yeah. Like, this religion is not to be hard on you. Mm-hmm. Nothing is to be hard on you. So just recognize his int- your intention yeah. when you do stuff for him, and always don't forget to remember him. And that he also knows everything. So yeah. you might think, oh, God's not going to accept this. But he knows your intention. Mm-hmm. He might allow it. You don't even know. Because you had it in your heart that I'm trying to pray. But my concentration is not there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just do it anyways. God is most merciful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, the mm-hmm. thing about neutrality. Yeah. Um, and like when you were saying about how the Sahabas were scared. Whenever um, they weren't being challenged mm-hmm. or anything. I get go through that all the time. Anytime. That's the thing. That's why I didn't say like neutrality or anything. Like when it comes to when I remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most or like when I'm closest to him. Because that's actually when I'm like the most scared. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Why is my life like nothing's going on? Why is it like there's no hardship? There's no like um like blessings yeah no ease and i'm Mm. like bro like that actually scares me a lot because i'm like what's going on like i feel very uncomfortable in the state of neutrality or like Mm. when nothing's going on like i'm like am i like is something bad going to happen or is something Mm. i don't know like it's very uncomfortable for me do you guys feel that too yeah but i take that as a positive so Mm. weirdly enough i'm like okay what can i do to this like awkward position that i'm in currently Mm. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me take it to a positive. And like, you know mm. what? Like, I keep reading the same four surahs or like when I'm when I'm praying, mm. might as well learn a new one. Mm. Or like, let me just listen to this podcast meanwhile, you know? Mm. Or like, you know, like anything, so, like just think about yeah. small positive things. You're like, you know what? Yeah. Like, it'll, it adds through your ease. Maybe yeah. it's a sign that you should do more. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Do you it's, like, so? it's an opportunity. Yeah. To exactly. me, it's an opportunity. Because mm. if there's nothing bad in your life happening, like, take the opportunity to improve and increase your iman or dean or whatever. That's what I think. Yeah, to that me. makes sense. I feel like anyone else like take it a different way, but, but it makes yeah. total sense if you take it. Mm. That opportunity and run with mm-hmm. it. You know? I actually like that. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. some people also don't seem to understand that what you think is neutrality for somebody is the end of the world. 
So maybe your trial is just you've become so accustomed to it that it became an ease, something that you don't stress about. And now you think that because it's so normal that I'm always struggling with money that like I don't have any trials. But it is a trial within itself. But God gave you so much strength that now this trial does not shake you. So now you think it's so easy. But in reality, no, you've been going through stuff. Like you tell somebody else, oh, this is what's going on in my life. They're like, wow, I could never be through going through that. Like if I was you, I'd be depressed. And you're like, fam, like this is easy for me. This is nothing. It's not a real struggle. What, is, what do you mean? But it also, yeah, it also scares me when I think, like, wow, I feel like my life is so easy. Like, mm. why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not want to give me any more trials? But also, it's like, you shouldn't ask for trials and you shouldn't mm. ask for sabr. Apparently, that's what Omar Suleiman said. Because mm. it means that you're asking for more endeavors, more uh, oh. things. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not no scholar. I think that his psychology there is a bit far-fetched. It's like when you say, oh, you know... I'm asking God for provisions, but now it means that if I ask for that, he's going to make me want to work w- way more. It's like, bruv, God could just say, be and it is. You know what I mean? So having patience requires a situation to have patience. So that's why he's saying you shouldn't ask for that. Shouldn't ask for but at the same time, yeah. patience has many forms. Patience can be with somebody in a line. Waiting in a line for two hours requires patience. Mm-hmm. Talking to somebody who's ignorant requires patience. Mm-hmm. Listening to someone talk about something that you know is completely false requires patience. Mm-hmm. Patience is not just when you're going through sickness or when you're going through financial difficulties and you raise your palms, oh, Allah, help me with my money issue, and it takes 10 years. No. Mm-hmm. So I don't completely agree with what he says. Mm-hmm. But there's always a point and he's more educated than me and maybe I don't understand the full context. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyone oh. have anything else to say? Oh, like going back to the main theme mm. of our yeah, right. episode. Um, I think that we have to be more realistic with our expectations mm-hmm. in our partners in terms of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um and like be how to marriage. Yeah. Mm. Please be merciful. Mm. We're all human. Most of us are young, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like there's big benefits. You want to be married early for a dean, but let's and, do it the yeah. proper way. It's actually beautiful to see how so much young people are interested in being married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you do it in the right way, and like you have to be humanist a little bit and just consider early. advice for the man: be realistic and also talk about the mahar early, so you already have an idea of what the woman is expecting, so you don't get so attached and then she breaks your heart with like a hundred k and you don't have it. Don't shy away from talking to the woman about your financial issues mm. as well, like your situation. Mm. Your Not only market. the woman, but also her, um, what's the thing you call it? The the guardian. The, oh, the yes. The father. Yeah, what yeah. Is it? The her mahram. No, yeah. not mahram, but her, the protector of the, like when you go to ask for uh, your uh, girl's hand in marriage, they'll father. say, who's her, whatever, her wali. Wali, yeah. The protector of the girl, like the one okay. who has the duty to protect her because he can understand and let it pass. But if you don't tell him and he expects you to have it, mm-hmm. and then you come and you say, well, I don't have it. He's like, why didn't you tell me before? This is information that could have helped me in my decision. I could have looked more through a character aspect instead of your finances because maybe you didn't have it, but I expected you to have it. Yeah. Well, isn't it witness though? Because then when the guy promises that he'll do this and this for his wife and then he breaks the promise, well, then the wali can come and be like, hey, you broke that promise. Well, the wali is a protector and a protector can also protect the promises, protect in general, like physical witness. being. No, a witness is something else. But anyways, mm-hmm. that's my advice to the guys. Just make sure you communicate properly. 
Mm-hmm. Everything. Um, advice for the girls. Um, <laughs> I would say like uh, take into consideration the humanity like of the person. Like remember, he's a just like what Gundo said. Like he's a person. Mm-hmm. He has flaws. He has struggles, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like not. I'm not saying lower your expectations, but like be realistic to the point where like if it's like some like the love of your life like you wouldn't want him to like struggle and stuff you know mm-hmm. so i don't know i also want to say thinking. don't settle at the same time yeah mm-hmm. like you know in settle. any way in terms of love or everything like you have to be realistic with your standards but also be realistic with yourself and like yeah set stuff that you want and they're non-negotiables as well, mm. so that your your process in finding your true match is not too hard, yeah. and not too like you know like and also in terms of like but no yeah like at the end of the day like be humanist but also like set the stuff that you want and your non-negotiables mm. so you're not stressing out about that mm. at all. My advice yeah. to the sisters would just be make it easy for marriage. You know, marriage is not supposed to be difficult. So if you're gonna give a mahar amount make it so that it's easy for the marriage to have for the marriage to happen but also to have baraka inside of it and so think the of the marriage as transactional for both of you it benefits mm. the both of you it's not one party winning it's not just the yeah. man who gets all he also yeah. brings things to the table not just you're uses. both trying to complete yes, your team for well, sure then, consider both parties before coming together because it's a mm. union right it's a day to union so Mm-hmm. Yeah, do what you we were created in pairs. Mm-hmm. So stop mm-hmm. with this independent. I don't need no girl. I don't need no man. Let's be <laughs> honest. Yeah. We all need that. Also, actually, like I also want to talk about that quote itself mm-hmm. in another like episode yeah. because yeah. it adds into all other things about life yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Like creating pairs. Some people like, criticize that actually. No, it's not because they're like, but... oh, what makes you think only you'll only meet one person in this life that is good for you? Because you know how like people's <laughs> husbands die and then they have to meet. Trust one. me, I think those are the type of people that want to be in those polyamorous i want to try everything they're too unexperienced in life to understand that you can live a monogamous life with one person no, but i'm still thinking about if someone be, dies like yeah. your husband you only just got married at 20 what would you think of that dies. though it's like you're you're already yeah, you're predestined yeah, 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 for yeah. your doom it's like oh yeah. what if i break my leg and then i can't work again let me never work here yeah. You just block the blessings. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Not everything in this life is predetermined. Uh-huh. It's things, not for a reason. Take it turn by turn. Like, oh, yeah. I need to have three daughters. She's going to be named this, this, this. Yeah. Who says you even going to have one kid? Right. Take it True. step by it's step. Like, yeah, look at the process. The step, not at the whole staircase. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, enjoy the journey because there's beauty in the struggle and in the journey. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, and great luck right. to all y'all all for your... You know, weddings and Invite stuff. Invite us because we're trying to call me, feel me? Dancing. Not too much on the dress code either. So thank you all <laughs> for listening. <laughs> okay, yeah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. From the dunya. To the akhira. Bye-bye.